Alright. <laughs> on, <a> <laughs> on a magnificent Friday afternoon. How's everyone doing? Mr. Teddy Bear, and of course, as always, I'm here to give you my all. And today's artist spotlight gifted singer, songwriter, vocal coach, certified life coach. And she's also managed to spend some time in the studio and bless us with a new hit single on the floor that is burning up the UK music charts. So on behalf of Night Tracks Radio and Teddy Bear, it's my honor to welcome to the show, Lord have mercy, Keisha Jackson. My queen, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. It's been waiting a long time to get you on the show. The only thing that I'm disappointed in is that you've only blessed us with one single. When can we I, expect an EP or an album, young lady? I don't know. I don't know. It's just so hard. I just want to keep putting something out, but I just haven't had the time to do like five or more songs. I just haven't had the time. Now, I do have some in the vault and I'm looking, so I'm thinking, I'm trying to put those together and see if, you know, we can get enough of them that go together to eat, to produce an EP for you. You know what, what I've noticed, and it's to me personally, has been a detriment. You know, okay. every interview that I've seen you give, a lot of the emphasis has been put on your mother, rightly so. But this interview is going to be solely based on Keisha, on what Keisha brings to the table. I love that. About your time in the music industry, close to what, almost 30 years, being a back vocal, being a lead vocalist, backing vocalist, you have run the gauntlet. And I wanted you to give the listeners a little bit more insight or behind the curtain on what is it like for an artist like yourself to initially get signed to a major label and now being an independent artist, having complete creative control and destiny over your own career. Mm. So it's interesting um, because my mother is definitely a part of the scenario. Um, you know, I started singing background with mom and went to school. She didn't really support it. She didn't want me to have a hard time in the business like she did. So you know, when I moved to Atlanta, following her and my brother, I moved to Atlanta when I, in my uh, junior year of college. And I was just basically doing studio work around, you know, people called me and said, hey, can you demo this, demo that? And that's kind of where the career like really started. Um, of course, I was singing way long before that but after right. college I moved to Atlanta and the singing started then and just by happenstance I and I still I also believe that there is no mistakes no no mistakes ever made <laughs> things just happen the way they're supposed to happen but one of the demos that I created for someone for someone else it was a song that uh was being submitted for Diana Ross it was called Hot Little Love Affair and it was under CBS Associated which turned into Sony Music and I did that and when they heard the song and then found out who mom was they were like she's got a deal if she wants it so I wasn't searching I said all this to say I wasn't searching for a deal um, right. but maintaining that deal uh maintaining just your musical rev, uh, relevance, you know what I'm saying? Relevance, excuse me, sorry. Um, is, is ooh, it, it's a journey simply because as a woman in the industry, 
without a manager, very much like my mother, which like I didn't do this intentionally. It's just crazy how we our lives have shadowed each other. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it, it just it, it causes you, it forces you to get on top of your business, stay on top of your business. And as the world started to change and we moved from albums, uh, cassettes, CDs, and then streaming like Napster and then now into where we are now, it's just always been a learning curve. And if you want to stay in the game, you just got to, you just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And most um, people older, over 40 are not really, uh, what do I call it? Enthusiastic about <laughs> learning the new, the new, right. you know, you know, so it's just kind of it's kind of te technology is serious business. But if you learn as it's developing, then it's it's a, it's a it's a smaller curve. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I had my deal with Sony. It was a bad deal. It was uh, I signed it, didn't really get it looked at. Me and mom weren't getting along well, so I didn't have her look at it. And but it was a learning experience. And I try to take every single situation, every experience and turn it into a learning experience. I didn't suffer from it. You know, I was signed to a major label for two albums and I learned from it and I, and I pulled from it what I could in order to continue on, continue to survive, not get blackballed and just learn as much as I could. Without question, you know, I find it very um, interesting where you say, basically, you know, I look at it, you and your mother have very strong, very strong personalities, very yeah. strong. So <laughs> to me, it would be, I think that would be common to both of you kind of butt heads with one another. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's, it's about love. And I know she wants nothing but the best Absolutely. for you. You're Absolutely. an exceptional vocalist. And I always tell people there's Thank a you. big difference between being a vocalist and being a singer. We have a lot of singers. Very few vocalists. And also, I want to touch upon you being a life coach, a certified yes. life yes. coach. What are some of the things that you have taken from that being a life coach that you've had the opportunity to implement in your life? Wow. Well, I became a life coach because from being a vocal coach. And basically, I realized very quickly that my clients were dealing with blocks with being able to express themselves and right. you know as i dug i realized i found that those blocks came from prior experiences whether they were when they were younger whether they were from home whether they were and my goal was to become a life coach in order to better understand and better handle it and so you know i think willy-nilly we can all give our opinion and especially on social media everybody's an expert at everything but right. i wanted to make sure i handled my clients you know with care and um in becoming a life coach it's also helped me ironically because that's not the reason why i did it it's helped me because i i think as just people not just people in the music industry but just as people in general we have to figure out where to put things and how, where to put it and how to deal with it and how not to personalize things and how to get up when you fall down. Those things are really important. And so that's the reason why I became a life coach. So that's helped me because that's a life lesson, basically. But a lot of people don't know how to navigate that. It's easier said than done. And 
you know, you can't just say a mantra when you wake up in the morning and the day is going to be beautiful. It's just not that simple. Right. There's work. There's work involved. And if you're willing to do the work on yourself, you will be successful without without question. I know you had an opportunity to speak and converse with a lot of young upcoming artists that are remotely thinking about getting involved in this business we yes. call music and explaining to them music is even involved. And I see a lot of young artists who are not mentally nor emotionally prepared for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, you have done this. You have grinded on this. You have stood on your own two feet, as you said, not having a manager. You have controlled your own destiny. And I wanted to ask you, how important is it to own your masters, to own the copyrights of all your music? It's very important um, to, to own your masters. It's not always possible. If you look at Meg Thee Stallion and the deal that she's, she just signed. Like she's the first female rap artist, or maybe female artist, to own their masters this early out the gate. Like she's got all of her, and but but it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's not. It could be a goal, but I do want people to know that it's not always realistic. It's not always attainable to be able to own your masters, but masters because with that means that you are doing all the work. It is right. definitely what you should shoot for. It's definitely the thing that you should shoot for, but you should never misunderstand that to mean that you don't have to do the work because you own your masters. Everything comes through you. The fact that everything comes through you means, you know, it's overwhelming. So if you have a catalog, for example, it can be overwhelming, but you have to have people in place that know how to handle those, those things. And then it's absolute blessing. Otherwise, it could be a nightmare and you lose it. You're not getting mechanical royalties like you're supposed to. You have to keep up with release dates on each project that you put out um, to know when they expire and when it's time to, you know, when certain masters, if they're not yours, when certain masters are going to revert back to you, the artist. It's just a lot. So owning your masters is a huge deal. It keeps all the money in place, but you got to have people that understand publishing on your team that completely understand publishing. You have to know it so that you know that when your people who, who may at some point no longer be your people and they decide right. to skim here and skim there, you got to know how to handle your business. So it is important because, and I hate the word masters because of where it came from. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what it's called. So that's what we're calling it today. Um but yes, it is absolutely important because it is your intellectual property, meaning it is your, if you wrote it, you did the music, it all belongs to you. Someone else doesn't get a cut because they are the, the middleman helping you distribute or the, or the middleman who happens to be the record label that have to get theirs off the top. So like, you know, now they have 360 deals, which I'm not a fan of. But it, yeah. it really, it, yeah, I'm not a fan of them at all. But it really depends upon the your goal in mind. Like, really, it's important to out the gate know it is. Pl try to really plan out what you want to do. All of those things are not going to be achieved. Every bullet point is not going to be hit. But to have a goal and, and create small goals on the way, then it's all attainable. Because it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Without question, I want to touch on something that's very important, and I've heard you mention this on several on several occasions. 
loyalty and having a strong circle around you. And it's very hard to find that kind of loyalty in this business that you just touched upon. You have people that you think that are close to you, that are trustworthy, and they're scheming from you, stealing money from you. I think virtually, I would go for anywhere between 75 to 80% of artists have had to go through that type Mm -hmm. of, of experience. How important is it to have people that you truly, truly trust around you, not just caring about Keisha Jackson, the artist, but Keisha Jackson, the human being, the person? It's very important, but I will say this. Um, it's absolutely the most important thing to have people who are trustworthy around you. And, and that's a difference. There's a difference between people that you trust and people that are actually trustworthy. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah, we, trust, we trust family, we trust friends, just really without even having to prove yourself. We bring family into our business because they're family. And that's what we want them. We want them close to us. But everyone is not worthy. Everyone is worthy. Like people who are excellent at what they do. If you are excellent at social media, I'm not going to, I don't have to micromanage you. I don't have to do any of that. However, it's necessary that the artists learn as much about every facet of the business, especially their business, in order to know when that friend that coworker, that comrade, that person that you've trusted for 20 years is no longer that person because sometimes people get bit by the bug and, you know, someone offers them a little something. If you can get me this and I'll get you that. And, and then it just, you know, it starts with little things and, you know, I don't want to taint people's uh, view of the music industry, but I think it's unfortunate that um, too often, as you said, people don't look deep enough. They don't, they're not suspicious enough. They don't kind of watch their own back. And they assume that because this is my friend, oh, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I learned that directly from my mother. Like my mother had an accountant, but she also went through everything that he did before the taxes were sent out. She went, she knew her own book. She had a copy. He had a copy. She would occasionally grab his copy and make sure that everything lined up with her copy. She is an immaculate bookkeeper always has been you know I remember sitting in her office at 14 years old and she's having me deal with a pile of receipts that's like a small mound like (laughs) and she's like go through those receipts and separate them you know and geez you know what I'm saying but that was when everything was being done by paper on paper and you know so so now knowing that and I was mad Honey, at 14, I was not happy when she used to do that. But now it's so much easier considering, you know what I'm saying? Because everything is a, is electronic and everything. And I still keep books because that's that's my language. You know what I'm saying? And I don't necessarily give that to anybody else, but that's my language. So my hard copy is always there. That's very, very necessary. Keep a small circle. The bigger your circle, the more potential problems. You know, I keep a small circle of people that I know, I trust, and they know me very well. Well, I may be dating myself a little bit, but that's okay. That's I remember, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember an interview that your mother gave, I said 19, I said about 78, 79. 
And it has stuck with me to this day. She said, it's your responsibility to handle your business. And that's that stuck with me. She yes. said, if you're relying on other people to take care of your business, that's how you get ripped off. Believe it. That's how you end up. The IRS is coming to seize yes. all your assets because you're not on top of your own business. Yeah. Now, I want to segue to the UK charts. United okay. Kingdom has always had a love affair with black music. Always. Yes. Going yes. all the way back to the 50s. Yes. And it's amazing to me the amount of love that they continue to show. And I wanted to ask you from your perspective, being an artist, how does it make you feel that, no, this new single, of course, on the floor is just really burning up the charts. It is. The and they are loving it. How does that make you feel as an artist? It makes me feel amazing. <laughs> like people don't realize, and I don't know if people hear this from artists and don't necessarily believe it, but like the, the enthusiasm, the excitement is so real because what they don't understand is that every time an artist puts out a new record, you're starting from the bottom. Right. You're starting all over and you have to do the work and you have to you have to do everything just like a new artist, because even when you're doing songs in your shows, that's when you first play that record or sing that record in front of an audience, they don't know that song. So they're not cheering about that song like they are the other songs in your repertoire. And so it's up to you to sell it. So it makes me very excited, very excited. And I'm so thankful that there is somewhere in the world because I think there's a space for every single artist. I, and, but I'm, I'm very thankful that somewhere in the world, they are loving this record. They are playing this record. They are sharing this record. They are downloading this record. I'm doing interviews about this record. That makes me so excited because we put a lot of work into it. Like, a lot of work goes into putting in a record, putting out a record from the studio, from hearing the song, writing the song, um, recording the song. And that could be multiple sessions. You know, you come back and you tweak and you do different things to the record. Um, the remix, I can't wait till y'all hear the remix. I can't wait till y'all hear the remix. But there's so much that goes into a record. And then once it's done, the packaging, all of this stuff is done, especially if you're an indie artist, you're doing that on your own. So it's such a learning curve, like figuring out how to uh, put it up on the distributor site and make sure that it gets out to all the stores. Um, having a team, like I, I, listen, I have the squad of life. I have, a, I mean, Diane and Aaron from the UK, Karen, like they really, listen, they have helped me out so much, especially this project and my previous project with Daughters of Legacy. Like they are very much responsible for, for getting that product out there and hitting me and saying, hey, there's an interview. It's a big deal. And I'm so, so thankful that people are receiving the record. Being the perfectionist that you are, how important is it that you have the right producer that can help the that can help bring out the best of Keisha Jackson in the studio? That, the the producer is everything. Honestly, the producer is everything. I mean, I do a lot of co-production myself because I know me, but the producer understands you enough to say, hey, do this, hey, try that. Whereas me, I might be like, ooh, that's not in my range. Honey, I'm not. You know what I mean? But the producer right. will bring it out. And the producer <laughs> always has ideas that's going to make the record successful. 
and and I'm only thinking about me when I'm in the booth. But the producer knows what makes a hit record. And that's what I love about, about my relationship with uh, Jermaine Hartsoul, who is also the writer and producer of this song, as was he with the uh, You Better Know by Daughters of Legacy. You know, in that record, that was our first, the Daughters of Legacy record was my first like um, chance that I had to work with him. But I heard this record before we even recorded Daughters of Legacy. And I was like, that's mine. Don't, if you give it, I'll punch you if you give it to anybody. You know, I'm ready to fight, honey. But yeah, he gave me the record and I just couldn't wait to get to it. You know what I mean? I really wanted this song for Daughters of Legacy, but you know, we're all so spread out. And so I felt like it's time, you know, it's been almost a year, which is crazy. It's been nine, 10 months for Daughters of Legacy. I was like, I'm just going to put it out. And the next time we'll circle back for Daughters of Legacy. But it's absolutely essential that you have a great working relationship with a producer who knows you, who's writing you love. And I have that in Jermaine Hartsoul. You know, to me personally, just my personal opinion from what I've seen, I think it's an indictment on U.S. radio when you have artists like yourself who put out a wonderful product and they don't get the airplay. Mm -hmm. But yet and still, as soon as you put out a product, the UK, Switzerland, mm -hmm. Australia, Germany, mm -hmm. Japan, yeah. they grab it, they hold it like they just received a Christmas gift. Yes, yes. And, and they show that kind of love and admiration. And I wanted to know, I know a lot of the listeners and people that are tuning in would like to know, one, when can we expect to see you doing some touring? That's important. And two, are you going to, if you do, are you expected to do any dates in the UK? I'm really trying to do dates in the UK. It's really about, like, I think what the average person doesn't understand is that you have to get that call from the venue, from the promoter, um, right. you know, to be invited in. Somebody has to put the show on. Somebody has to create the event. So I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm very excited. I have been talking to some people about being involved in soul festivals, um, and so the conversations are going really well and they look very, very promising. I will say this for me, I have been part of the problem because I work with a band called Yacht Rock Review and we have been leveling up for the last two years. Like, I mean, beyond like, it's, it's amazing how much good stuff we've been doing and how much uh how big our reach has gotten in the last few years um and we just went on tour with kenny loggins invited us to open for him for his final this is it tour um and this summer we're going on tour with train and reo speedwagon so i'm a lover of in case you didn't notice i'm a lover of of 80s uh, soft rock and you know all the Hall and Oaks and Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald right. and all that stuff. That's my jam. The journey, journeys and all that stuff. And I grew up with that music. So this was such an easy fit for me. I was very excited when the guys asked me to come on board and we've been growing, growing, growing. And so I say all of that to say that I've been part of the problem with being able to get my myself booked on some of the soul, soul uh, festivals, for example, because prime time for them is also prime touring time over here. So I'm trying to figure it out. If I can get over at least by the holidays and do some shows 
you know, October, November, December. I would love that because I feel like that would open up the doors for 2025. But we're still at the beginning of 2024, so I'm not going to count them out. All right. You heard it here first, people. Yes. And family, remember the new hit single, of course, On the Floor is available as we speak. Of course, on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. And to get all the latest updates, be sure you step by Keisha's official website. That's at KeishaJackson.com. And also you can find her and also support her on Instagram and also Facebook. I got to ask, when are you going to put out a book about your life? I need to put listen. It's, it's in the it's in the docket. It's in the docket. I swear to you, it's in the docket. But I feel like it's collecting the. You got to blow the dust off of it a little bit. But it's definitely on the wish list. It's definitely something that I want to do. I've actually already started gathering the materials and the information and the memories and the diaries and all those things because I kept a diary from a child all the way through my thirties. A journal. Um, that I wrote, and it's really funny just to see your own growth. If I go back to like my, my middle school, it's like, what? Who is that boy? Like, I see, I ain't heard from him. I barely even remember his name. And then, you know, and so yes, it's in it's it's in the queue to to happen. Um, but it's all about timing. It's all about opportunities, just like the touring situation. Even if it's just spot dates, if you know somebody, if you know someone. Who wants Keisha Jackson in the UK or Daughters of Legacy in the UK? Hit me up. I'm the one to go through for both of them. Hit me directly right. through the website or anything because I really want to get over there and I really want to do more work and just say thank you to the people that have supported my projects. I really, really do. I appreciate it so much. Well, my love, you are very super. Talented without question. And again, it was an honor to have you on the show. Again, family, remember, get the new hit single on the floor, available as we speak. And I'm going to tell you, yes, it is. Yes, Lord. People are intimidated by strong women, and you are definitely strong. And that's one of the things I find so refreshing about you because you have stood on it. You stand on what you believe, you mean what you say, and you say what you mean. And I got to ask before I let you go, if you can get in Doctor Who's time machine and go back, let's say about 15 years, and you had an opportunity to have a conversation 15 years ago with Keisha, Mm. what would be some of the things that you would talk to her about to get her prepared for this journey? Focus. Focus. Like, ignore the naysayers, because there are many. There are many at all times. Like it's never stopped and you just got to know how to shut out the noise. It's not easy, but focus on you. I'm a giver. So I tend to give my energy to, to people when they need it. You know, Hey, Keisha, can I talk to you? I've always been that person too, which is also the reason why I was drawn to become a life coach, but you have to coach yourself. You know what I mean? You gotta, you, you, you gotta, if you believe in yourself, you gotta stick to your own, you know, stay in your box, do the work. Sometimes it's very, very hard. Well, it's hard for everybody at at points. Do the work and you will be good. You will be good. And that's what I would tell Keisha 15, 20 years ago. And honestly, you're going to age pretty well. So don't worry about that part, girl. That's what I'm going to say to her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hey, I used to have hair, now I'm looking like a chocolate icy cage, my love. So I'm all right with Listen, that. Listen, <laughs> that's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Never. <laughs> my queen, it was an honor. And please give my humble regards to your lovely and talented mother, please. I will. I all will. right. And she makes an Family. appearance on my remix, just so you know. Oh, well, well when you get it, send it to us, please. Yes, okay. I will. I will, right, it's I'm, dropping I'm, officially on the 13th, but you will definitely get it prior to that. Thank you, my queen. And remember, family, again, the new hit single, On the Floor, is available as we speak, so make sure you get that. And if you need some life coaching, vocal coaching, be sure to get all the pertinent information. Stop by Keisha's official website. That's at KeishaJackson.com. Have a wonderful weekend, my love. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. God bless. The super talented Keisha Jackson here on Night Tracks Radio. Again, family, remember, get the new hit single. It is available as we speak on the floor. It has been a wonderful, dope everyone is having a phenomenal Friday afternoon or Friday evening, wherever you may be. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and allowing the Teddy Bear to help you tune out all the negativity. And for those who missed the interview, shame on you. Well, the Teddy Bear does forgive you. You can see the interview in its entirety. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's at Night Tracks with two X's. That's Night Tracks Radio Podcast. It's on YouTube. Be sure to follow us also on Facebook. Same handle, Night Tracks Radio. Also on TikTok as well as Instagram. And yeah, we're on Twitter too. And if you want to listen to the interview on audio, yeah, we're also on iHeartRadio and also on Spotify. We'll be back on the air live on Facebook Live this coming Monday, February the 26th, as we welcome super talented group, Bella Dose. Yes, Lord. So they'll be joining us. And be sure to get all the pertinent information from the website. I want everyone to have a phenomenal weekend. And as in always, keep it so full here on Night Tracks Radio. God bless.